Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. CJ is not feeling great, okay? He's law- he woke up this morning without a voice. He then went to the Gary Bettman press conference... And he's here with you right now. So please give a big round of applause for Chris Johnson and Julian McKenzie! What's up, everybody? Hey, hey, sir! I think Adam just mentioned that uh, CJ wasn't uh, feeling well, so of course, beer is his remedy. It's my flu game, Julian. It's my flu pod. Are we supposed to sit in these chairs? We are allowed to sit if we want. We could do whatever we want, really. This is our show. You hate the carpet. What do you do? When you're Chris Johnston, you do what you want. Thank you. This is trippy. How are you doing? How has your day been? It's been a day. Uh, Yeah, can you like, so there's gonna be a lot of hockey topics we'll get to, we'll do questions and stuff, but like, I saw this man yesterday, I'm not gonna say where, adult beverages may have been had, but I was very concerned about your voice. I'm still concerned about it. I mean, I'm definitely scared for it. This has happened before the opposite way to me, so to see it happen to you, I don't feel sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I started getting sick like four days ago, and I knew oh. I was I knew I was toast. But uh, let's let's power through. We're gonna power through this one. All right. Yeah, guy. Okay. Let's get through today because you were at the Gary Bettman press conference. There was a whole bu- there was a Deshaun Monahan. Oh wait, I said Gary Bettman. How do we get, how do we feel about Gary Bettman? <laughs> Good thing I didn't bring him over with me. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Do you want to start there? Do you want to start with the Sean Onahan trade? Where do you want to go? What? Well, I, we got to get to the Elias home trade too, yes. Hey, I asked Seed. Oh, then again, well, I, mean, I don't do, know. Do you want, just, what, do you, what, do you, what do you guys want us to start with first then? CJ, you got to pick one. Dude, well, okay. So... It's All-Star Weekend. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's been busy. It has been busy. When the Elias Lindholm trade broke, I was in a bar w- where they had the uh, media reception. Oh, yes. So that was, like, not convenient. Um, and You're saying that for you. Well, and for anyone else. You I mean, know where I was? Singing karaoke, I think. I was at a karaoke bar. There you go. So there hasn't been much sleep already. And then this morning, what do we have? We have a... Semi-significant trade with Sean Monaghan. What do you mean semi-significant? That's pretty significant. Fair enough, it is. Sorry, Where I'm did not... you rank Sean Monaghan on your trade board? I think he was two or three, or maybe four. He was pre- that's pretty Yeah, sig- he's top that... five for sure. Considering uh, the, the trade deadline, which is going to be filled with attractive commodities, he's significant. Right, so you get that. 
You have one of the highest paid head coaches in Todd McClellan getting fired. Yes. And you have the news breaking that the NHL is going back to the Olympics. And I can tell you, I was in Sochi in 2014, the last time NHL players were at the Olympics. Yes. And there was no white in this beard at that time. Like, it's, it's been a long time. We are, we are damn overdue. I mean, I, I will wear this on my sleeve. I love international hockey. Yes. I think it's, I, I don't see anything bad. I mean, I, I, I get it. If you're an owner or maybe if you cheer for a team and your favorite player goes over and gets hurt, like, that's not ideal. But other than that fact, and that can happen anywhere, to be honest, yeah. what's the downside? It gives us something to focus on. We, we all debate who should be on the team. This stock's up, this stock's down. I just think, I think it's great. And obviously, really what carried the day here is the players themselves want it so badly that it's going to happen. So that all happens before noon. Then we have that press conference. And uh, I'm actually pumped for the skills competition tonight. I don't know how many of you are going, but I... I'll tell you, like, I'm all in on this. Like, I'm going to look like a fool if this sucks. Because I, I really think it's going to be awesome. Um, the players definitely care going in. But, yeah. you know, you get out there, it's like now. Like, I'm kind of nervous being on stage. Maybe those guys are going to, maybe they're going to be too cool for school when it starts going. But I, I actually think they're going to try. And uh, someone pretty high up at that, after that press conference came over to me and said, if this doesn't work, like, we're, we're, we're just blow it up. Like, it's like, this is, this is our Hail Mary to actually make this thing interesting. So let me, let me just spend a moment on that topic, because you did write a story on, and I think it's titled, How Connor McDavid Saved the Skills Competition. And this is out before. a good headline. I mean, it's out before. I would click skills. that story. I'd be like, ooh. I did. I get it. SEO and stuff. But, like, it's out before the competition. And, like, it's one thing for, like, the league to look at this and be like, man, like, if this doesn't work. What does that do for Connor McDavid in his role? And if you can, can you explain exactly what he did to save it? Well, I don't know. I was in Florida last year. I imagine both you, most people here had something better to do on like a Friday night to, than watch how bad that skills competition was. Yeah. But just take my word for it. If you didn't watch, it, it literally jumped the shark. It, it, it was like, okay, we have gone so far and nobody's interested in this. The participants, the media, the fans, what have you. And so about three weeks after that, Gary Bettman traveled to Edmonton, as he does. He goes to every city for a day uh, during every season. And he pulled Connor aside and was like, what do we do? And I'm not saying that Connor designed the whole competition, but what was important is that he put his weight behind it. He started spreading the word to other players, and, and you have a pretty good roster of players that have signed up for this. He consulted on the actual skills themselves. And ultimately, he signed off on it. And so I, I like that because this is what the all-star misses, right? Like, if the players, if the performers don't want to perform, what can any of us do, right? I can sit here and complain about it, but, like, it doesn't... Those are the guys that you want to watch. You don't want to watch me and you out there on skates. That would be terrible. So be like Bambi. Right. But my point is that the, the individuals that, are, that perform for us have to have a reason to. And I don't mind the million-dollar prize. I know some people don't like that. I think... Who doesn't like that? I've never, I haven't seen, actually, I haven't seen anyone go against that. We have one 100%er on our podcast who listens in Sweden, and literally every show he will like send me a list in, in a WhatsApp chat of everything he disagrees with us on. Oh my God. Uh, and so my buddy Risto, who lives in Solentuna, Sweden, uh, home of Matt Sundin, actually, from the same little town outside Stockholm. Uh, he, he. Matt Sundin, that's the guy that was almost a hab once, right? He was a bunch of. Oh, he's like a Vancouver Canucks legend, right? 
I know Matt, who, who Matt Sundin is. Do you know is. what? Matt Sundin came back when he went in the Hockey Hall of Fame, and he said it to the cameras, I regret signing in Vancouver. <laughs> he, did, he said that on the record. He said it, if he could go back, he would have just finished as a Leaf. That probably would have been the right... That would have been the right thing for him to do, honestly. I guess. I mean, it's Vancouver, I think, paid him 10 million bucks that year. So, you know, like he, had, he had a lot no, of reasons to go to Vancouver. If I live in Vancouver, I'd take that money too. Yeah, I mean, but still, I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you, so yeah, Sundin wishes, I think Sundin was upset ultimately because the Leafs tried to trade him, right? Like, they, yes. they, he didn't get the send off. It's sort of like Steven Stamkos, right? Like, I think, as I mentioned on the pod a few times, like, I think it's one of the more interesting stories for me in the league. Because legacy players like him don't usually get taken down the hardball road. Um, and, you know, here we are in February. I'm not saying he's leaving. Like I, it, in fact, it seems like maybe the wind is shifting there a little bit mm -hmm. and that he's going to end up staying ultimately. But just the fact that it's a question. And, and you know, Sidney Crosby's, I'm guessing, going to get to retire the way he wants to retire. Like, if he, if he wants to stay in Pittsburgh 100%, now, of course, he wants to retire carrying the mug around the rink in Pittsburgh, and that might not be possible just with the, the way the team's going. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm losing... Are you, are you starting to tap into your what if? Like you, with the new segment that we're starting on Thursdays where you bring in like a hypothetical scenario, Sidney Crosby in a completely different uniform. I, I, don't I mentioned like, that casually on Twitter you know, yesterday. I don't like people that lost what their if, minds. Because like Drew or someone will take that clip and they'll run it all over YouTube, and then I got like a GM or someone going like, what the hell did you say? Why did you do that? Because nobody listens to the whole show, How do right? we feel like, about Producer Drew, everybody? I love Drew. I love Drew, too. He's the anti-hero in our group chat, too. Like, he's always in there just causing chaos. And on social media, too. I know, but like I love that that just is who he is. Like he's not he's not doing that part time. Like that's full time, Drew. Yeah. Um, you, we, it's kind of funny. We went on a whole Matt Sundin tangent, and that kind of cut off what you were saying with McDavid. Was there anything else you wanted to finish on that point, or can I get back to Batman and his presser? I mean, we don't have. We don't, have, we don't have notes up here, bud. Just no. ask whatever you want to ask. Like, CJ will sometimes make the joke that, like, we don't prepare for this. Like, literally yesterday, he was like, don't tell me what topics we're going to talk about today. I, I would, honestly, I don't want to think about it. Like, I, right. I think it's better. Look, look at people have come here. I know Absolutely. They're, they're having a drink or something. And food. we thank you all for coming, thank by you, the but way. Like, I don't, I would, I would hate for anyone to leave and think any part of this was scripted. So when we turn the questions over later, you can ask me anything you want. I'll answer as honest as I can or what I know. I'll try to tell some stories and be semi-interesting. But like, I never want to prepare in the way that like, don't ask me this, Julian, because I'm scared that I'm going to say the wrong thing. How many times? I don't know if that's happened that much. Well, three years, it's probably happened. Probably happened, but like, it's not... You're pretty good with, like, me throwing any... There's been times when, like, I'll remember that we... That, like, I forgot to add something to a rundown, and I'll just bring it up in the middle of the show, and you just... You'll deliver a jam. That's how good you are. I don't like to think too much, man. Keep right. it simple. All right. Uh, but I do still want to get to that Gary Bettman press, presser, because it seemed like there was a lot he, that he covered today. Uh, Hockey Canada was mentioned. The Arizona Coyotes were mentioned. The Best on Best tournament. What did you make of, of, of that whole setup today? And Marty Walsh spoke today, too. Can you kind of take us through that part of your afternoon? Well, it's really weird, right? Like, I'm trying to imagine if you went back in time five years, yeah. and I said to you, Julian, there's going to be a day, 
and the NHL is going to announce it's going to two Olympics, and they're going to create this other new tournament, and like finally, after all of the bitching and complaining and everything that's gone on, they're actually going to get back to doing this thing that the best players in the world want to do. I would say that would be a sort of momentous day, an exciting day, like there'd be hype, and, and obviously it ends up being muted for, for very good reasons, but it's kind of a, it, it was a strange, and it was, you know, I was young when that press conference began. Uh, it, like, it, it went on for like two hours, seriously. That's the reason I showed up. You almost up. didn't make it. That's why I showed up late here, if you saw me running in. Um, so, it, it was a strange day. I mean, I'll say this, my gut reaction was that Gary Bettman was forthright with the Hockey Canada questions. I mean, he's a lawyer. He's definitely not gonna get up there and say the wrong thing because right. he, from a legal standpoint, is very comfortable in that environment. And, you know, he, he said that the players that have been charged are, are not likely to play in the league uh, until the judicial process plays out, which is significant because it could be two years or something like this. Um, and, you know, Robin Doolittle is doing a great job. She's a, a news reporter from the Globe and Mail. Like, she really challenged him, and I, I felt... I, I don't know what he can say, right, in the end. Um, so that, you know, it just was, this is not a normal day is the best way to put it. Like the it, Robin Doolittle part, though, I mean, I wasn't at that presser, but just seeing on Twitter, at least reading the way that that back and forth was, seemed like it was going, it seemed like Gary Bettman was being condescending. Am I wrong? Is that too strong? Maybe a little bit. I mean, that's, I mean, that's Gary. Like, when he gets challenged, and I've been... I mean, he's been a commissioner for, what, 31 years? Something like that, yeah. My career's been 20 years, I guess, almost. I'm, I'm 29. He's been commissioner longer than I've been alive. There you go. And I've been covering NHL events, say, for 18 to 20 years. Like, I, you just see when he gets challenged, that's his way sometimes. Is he, like, he, he will, you know, he's got that edge to him. And I know Alan's surely backstage with lots of opinions. We should just turn the mic back over to him. But... So I don't know if it was condescending, and I didn't talk to Robin after. I mean, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. But it, that, it was on brand, I'll say. Like, he was a little feisty, yeah. but that's kind of what you sign up for with Gary. What about with the, uh, the Arizona Coyotes? He seemed like he threw some support to the organization's way as they continue to figure out their uh, home issues. Well, Marty Walsh, the NHLPA executive director, basically set fire to the Coyotes today. Yes. Um, saying, based, you know openly saying someone in that position that, that they should be moved, that they got to figure that this is no way to do business. Um, you know, the fact they play in a college rink, and as he mentioned, they're the second tenant in a college rink, so they don't even have all the primo set up there. Um, that's going to be an interesting one, right? I mean, we, we're only a week removed from the Salt Lake, uh, Utah, interest to the league. The, the clock is ticking in Arizona. So I, I felt like Gary Bettman was, was half-hearted in his support of the Coyotes, and it's pretty clear where the union lies, just in terms of, you know, they want the players to, to have a chance to play in an NHL arena, and right now it's just not on the horizon there. Okay. What about the uh, upcoming Four Nations Cup? Are you, are you excited for that Four Nations tournament? Yeah, man. Okay, you might not be excited today, yeah. but think of next February, and it's like a Friday... You know, you're getting, you know, you're out with your friends and you're like, Canada and U.S. play tonight. And it's, you know, Austin Matthews against Sidney Crosby and you Mitch You guys Marner like Austin and, Matthews? You know, like, like it, it sort of does something in your imagination. Like, you're like, these superstar lineups, like the fourth line on these teams would absolutely dummy a normal NHL team. And so, 
I get it. It's a bit gimmicky. I don't know how it'll go mid-season. Like, there's no history to it. You know, I, I was at that World Cup in 2016 here. You know, it, it was fun. Certainly the Team North America was really fun. Most people don't remember a whole lot about that, right? But it's still, like, it beats working for a living. Like, it, Team it's, North America. That's the biggest thing I remember from that tournament. Do you remember who Canada beat in the final? Team Europe. Okay. I don't want to hear people say that, like, oh, I don't like these gimmicky teams when Team North America is the most memorable team from that tournament and Canada beat Team Europe. Like, I hate the fact whenever people look back at that tournament and they say, oh, I don't want to see another best-on-best best with these gimmicky teams when they made up some of the best parts of that but last time we did it. I, I know you're a soccer fan. The best part of international competition, even when you're from a smaller nation, is representing your country, right? Absolutely. Like, I'm telling you, even when I went to the Olympics as a journalist, like, you kind of feel like you did something in your life. Like, you, you know, this guy from Coburg... Like, at least he went and he's, rep you're kind of representing Canada in a weird way. And I know I'm not over-dramatizing my role. I get it. I'm there to write about hockey. I'm not splitting an atom. I'm, I'm not saving anything. But, like, you can't help but feel proud when you're at the Olympics. I, I bet even as a fan, I've just never gone to an Olympics. But I, I just think, like, it makes you reflect on where you came from, the people that contributed to you. And so I imagine, like, I'm the best I can guess. I can't pretend I'm ever a player who's played in the Olympics. But even players from a smaller nation, you know, like Anze Kopitar uh, from Slovenia, he, I'm sure he, and he did compete in Sochi, and they actually, I can't remember who they beat, but they beat, like, the Czech or Czechia, or they, they, they had one upset win in that tournament, and, like, just how proud that makes you. So, well, yes, Team North America was fun, and it, and it was cute, and they had those jerseys and, like, that weird goal song. Um, Opposite of Adults by Chitty Bang? Yeah, it was, I mean, for a goal song. It's not a typical goal song. It was a great song at the time. I still like it. I'm just saying, like, it was a different... It caught your attention, right? Absolutely. Um, those players would rather have represented their countries, right? For sure. Connor McDavid would rather have been wearing the Team Canada sweater. I, I, I agree with that sentiment, but, like, we all know at the end of the day, like, all those guys want to play at the Olympics. And we know that looks like that's going to happen. I think for the World Cup, which essentially was created as a way to kind of appease players for not going to the Olympics. We know we're not going to treat it the same way as we're going to treat the Olympics. Even the players won't treat it the same way. So why not lean into it and have fun with it? You got it, but you got to start somewhere. You don't know how you're going to feel. In they had a starting point in 2016. No. Okay, but it's starting now, man. Let's not look back. Let's look ahead. And not because, it's not because it can't be instructive, but I just think maybe in 20 years or 30 years, the person on this stage who does our jobs when we're off in retirement? You mean AI? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is. Hey, I got a gift for you. Thanks, buddy. I take back everything I ever said about Drew. <laughs> you can clip me and radio me and use all my comments out of out of. Uh, you hear that, contact. producer Drew? You can do that. Thanks, Drew. That's nice service. That's pretty. I should probably put it in order myself. I was actually thinking, like, I hope someone sees that that's almost empty. I was about to say, like, Drew and I are like, could I get like a cider or something? Like, is that? Do we have time for that? No. It's the reason why it's the Chris Johnston show, not the Julie McKenzie show. One day, one day. Uh, <laughs> it's the CJ show, Chris and Julie. Chris and Julia. How do you guys? How do you guys feel about the CJ show? Okay. To be fair, I never wanted it to have my name on that. And I, I probably... That's really interesting that you didn't. I have, my, I have the receipt somewhere. I mean, I got to go back to text messages from four years ago. But I was like, this was Adam Wilde. That's his fault. 
I think like the first like bit of album art we had for the podcast, it was just you on the front. It was. I, I mean, like the first weekend, the it's show It's a miracle existed. if I can turn on my computer. Like, I don't know how anything... I refuse to believe that you're this old, decrepit man who doesn't know how to use anything. You're not that far off from, like... Like, you're, you just entered your 40s. Do I tell you what the next 10 years are going to look like for you, Julian? You know what? I would actually like to know that. Well, son... You're going to see some shit. <laughs> And you're, gonna, you're not going to wake up with the same spritz maybe in the morning. Same what? There's going to be pain in places you've never had pain. What I, the, I mean, what the I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I thought you were going to tell me about like okay, my future, about imagine, my work and stuff. Not you, like the pains I feel now. You're 29, right? Correct. Imagine telling a 19-year-old or attempting to what's to come. Like, how do you even put that into words? That's a, it's impossible. A decade is a long I only, time in I only life. followed you on Twitter like a decade ago, and I never thought I'd be in a room with you and all these great people. Yeah. There you go. So, lots Steve of good... Dangle was just some random Leafs YouTuber a decade ago. I... And look at him now. I wish I had a picture of his setup, like his original setup. Yeah. It would have been like a webcam, I bet. Sometimes I'll go back to the old episodes where you guys are I, what, I don't know what room you guys were in. I guess I assume it was at Sportsnet, but like you would go in this like random like kind of yeah. Blur and Jarvis. Room. I did some hits up there with them back in the day. That was some good. Those those some good times. Those were good episodes. You should go through the STPN archive. I wouldn't. I I can't watch that or listen to that. <laughs> want to talk trades? Sure, whatever you want, bud. Uh, the Sean Monahan trade. Uh, Winnipeg gets him. Montreal gets a, a first round pick, a conditional pick. There's a lot of Canadians fans who were very happy on the timeline today. They're all like, oh, no one thought we were getting a first-round pick. We got two. Congratulations, Canadians fans. You won something. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, it's so much easier when your team isn't really trying to win the games, like, on the schedule right now. Yeah. And I'm not picking on the Canadians. It's just it's a fact of where they're at. They're not trying to make the playoffs. And so it's just nice to get first-round picks. It looked good. But let's look at the, the first-round picks teams make and how long, generally, it takes for those players to make an impact. Like, I'm not criticizing the trade by any stretch, but it's, it's fairy dust a little bit. It's hope. Um, and you can always go through the league and be like, Nikita Kucherov was picked in the second round or Braden Point was picked in the third round. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov was a fifth-round pick? Fifth or sixth. Patrick Hornquist was the last player selected last in the draft. Last player in the draft. And he played almost a thousand games and, and won cups and the draft is a crapshoot. But so my point is, on a day like this, you do feel good if you're probably the Canadians. Obviously, there's some risk for the Jets. You're acquiring a player that's had a lot of injuries. You lost out on Elias Tannenbaum. I mean, the Jets certainly were among the teams that wanted to trade for him. And you're reacting essentially. I mean, you're if you let it. I don't want to disincentivize anyone from clicking on the trade list, but like. There's not a lot of big names on there. So, Julian. like, the fact that the Canadians struck, like, while the iron was hot, like, this weekend, like, I wonder if, do you think any other GM might do the same thing, maybe with another player, or, or could you imagine a team like Boston or the Rangers right now? Like, especially the Rangers, because it seemed as if they were linked to Lindholm, too. I wonder what you do with the remaining of the trade board. Like, what, what players are you looking at to fill out your center depth? Well, you got Adam Henrique as a center that I think will be moved by Anaheim. Scott Lawton in Philadelphia, I think that the Flyers are at a spot where they're at least entertaining offers on him. Now, he, 
he doesn't have an expiring contract, no. so they don't have to trade him, and, and I think they need, would need to be compelled to. But, you know, you, you don't have that many centers out there. Um, and so there, there could be some trickle down. I mean, Boston, like these teams don't have a lot of cap space either. Not everyone can, can make a deal. Like in, in simple terms for anyone who, who doesn't follow the day-to-day cap projections yeah. of their team, yeah. the closer you get to March 8th, the easier it is to fit in contracts. I mean, that's from a very high level, that's a factual statement. And so I do think some teams, it's not out of a lack of wanting to do something sooner. They're almost handcuffed by their situation. Uh, but, you know, certainly I think these two moves are 100% directly related. When Lindholm lands in Vancouver, uh-oh, is this cutting it out? No, you're good. Okay. When Lindholm lands in Vancouver, Winnipeg is pivoting and, and ultimately deciding Sean Monaghan is, is the best thing. And, I mean, pretty wild that he was traded with a first-round pick and then traded for a first-round pick. I mean, that's – I can't think of a, another example like that one. I think it's good asset management by Kent Hughes. It looked like he did well for himself on that trade. We'll see. We'll I mean, look, right. at, at some point, Montreal has to win actual games, like a yeah. meaningful amount of them. And I know the question that they're wrestling with internally is like, where do you get the game breaker? Like, where do you get your version of McKinnon or a Matthews or, you know, like a center that tilts the world? I mean, look, at there's, there's only a handful of those guys. They're all competing for a million dollars down the street tonight um, in the whole world. But I think for the Canadians, that, that's... That's sort of what they're grappling with. I mean, certainly they got nice complimentary pieces or second. I don't know. That's not fair. Nick Suzuki, good player. Cole Caulfield, I think, is going to score a ton of goals, continue to in the NHL. But, and, and I know they have a great sort of blue line coming up. But eventually you do have to win. Like, that's – rebuilds stink, man. They, 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 do, they tend man. to stink if you're a fan. No, but they do. Like, and the thing with rebuilds is, like, no one knows how long they're going to last. Like, I've seen, like, in Calgary, like, there are fans that are clamoring for a rebuild. They're tired of being in the mushy middle and, and, and having a team that's sort of good but sort of not good. And I completely understand where they're coming from. But, like, you might be in a rebuild that might last, like, three years. Like, the Rangers had, like, a little bit of a rebuild thing after the Jeff Gordon letter, and now they're a competitive team. You could be the Buffalo Sabres, where you're rebuilding on top of a rebuild, and it's been over a decade since you've made the playoffs. Right. Do you want to make a bet? Sure. I think Julian and I should each back one of the skaters in tonight's skills competition. Let's do it. But I, I guess how do we settle the bet if neither of them win? Most points? Steve wins. Steve wins every day he wakes yeah. up. Yeah. Steve does about- not need another win. I think Steve's got quite enough who wins. Do we, who do we, like, like, of all three of those guys, like, who deserves a win the most? Jesse. I love Jesse. I'm good with giving. Has anyone ever you. said a bad word about Jesse? I feel like he's, like, the patron saint of the network. I think the only time, I think the only time producer Jesse gets criticism is for his GM mode up. It's kind of over there. On so the who, you, who are you picking? I'll give you first overall selection. I need, I need the list of players in front of me. Can we get... Oh, no, don't do that. Dude. I need the list. I need Co- the list. Look at the friggin' scoring chart and take all the top names. Like, no, I, you I got need, McDavid, Pasternak, you're putting, me up, you're putting me on the spot here. I want a list. You got Quinn Hughes. You got Kale McCarr, Willie, JT Miller, Matt Barzell was added. Tom Wilson, unfortunately, not is not competing Tom tonight. No, I would I'm love to see Tom, Tom out there. There's a Capitals fan who agrees with me with me not rooting for Tom Wilson. Hey, Tom, is, this is in his hometown, man. Good for him. There's a lot of people from Toronto. 
thing. I'm just saying, don't besmirch Tom Wilson in this is, house. Is Nate, Mc, Nate McKinnon's in it? What's that? Is Nate McKinnon in it? McKinnon's in it. I'll pick him. What do you mean, boo? Boo me all you want. Nate McKinnon's an incredible player who will probably, if it's not him, it's the Kita Kutrov who's going to win the Hart Trophy this year. I'm boo me all you want. You're going to boo a guy who's won a cup before any of your elite fan teams have won it? Yeah. Boo me all you want. Wow, the anti. <laughs> well, I'm going to play to Nathan the crowd. McKinnon's I'm just going to take Austin Matthews because he's sitting there. Yeah, pander to the crowd. You would. I just said, he's just sitting Matthews. there. You would. You would. So, right. so I'm picking Nate Dog. you're picking Austin. Yeah. And I'm going to, when I win tonight, I'm going to make you eat something you don't want to eat because that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh. Is that good? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, like, peanut butter is good with random things like pickles or... I love peanut butter in all its forms, I have to be oh honest. Oh, my God. A peanut butter mayonnaise? Oh, I've never tried that. I don't know if that I That was a suggestion was. from our friend in the front. I'd rather the... Mitch Marner up, up front here I suggested that. I would so that. much rather the poutine hot dog than the, 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 the mate, whatever the hell that is. That's gross. So what, are, so, so what do I get? Quit if talking I, about peanut butter because I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I love peanut butter so much. So what do I get if you, if I would... Whatever you set the terms, like we're making this up in real time, okay, man. Okay, I got, I got to think about this. Don't think you're not gonna win. How do you know I'm not gonna win? Because you made a wrong choice. Okay, no, I disagree with that. You didn't look around the room at all the jerseys and no, figure out. No, I did look around the room and looked at all these jerseys. I don't have anything against your team. You guys are just easy targets. I'm sorry. Yes, I do want all the smoke. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I could make it a monetary bet. That's probably not worth it. No money. No. Money's no object. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Although these beers keep coming for free, I mean, maybe it is no object. Ah, oh, man. But also, like, you giving me, like, a beer is, like, that's not, that's too, that's too simple. All right. Well, you can, you can ruminate on this, but I, I. Oh. Ouch. Ooh. <laughs> we could get a whole new banner. Oh, you know what? You it's know what? just you. Know you. What? you know what? We rename it to just you, just a picture of you. <laughs> You know what? What if we, if Nathan McKinnon wins, we do an episode where you have to, we switch roles. Where I'm, where I'm the host? Yeah. I like and that. You, and then you ask me questions. You can ask me whatever you want. And then like I do the show. I like it's that. It's the Julian McKenzie show. I, I'm in. I'm in on that. I okay, like that. So if Nate McKinnon wins. Now I'm weirdly cheering for Nathan McKinnon because like, I don't want to <laughs> lose, I want to lose this bet. Because I think it would be hilarious. It I would, would be hilarious. I'd be so terrible in your role. Exactly. <laughs> I'd have to That's think. Be, it'd be hilarious. I'd have to think of something ahead of time and be it like, "What be are like, we going to talk about?" In all fairness, it could be like, like a bonus episode, or like it could be like did the summer, like it could oh. be something like that. Why are you making me work in the summer, bud? I mean, we got to put out episodes of the summer anyway. I know. I'm just anyway, but no. So we'll have that, and if and if uh, Austin Matthews wins, which will clearly be rigged because he'll be in his home city. I think he's going to try. That's, honestly, he is going to that's, try. That's why I picked... He is like, going to try. And didn't he win the... Anyway. Anyway. Whatever. So, so if, I so remember if, at the LA All-Star game, like I have faint memories of the All-Star games because if I'm being honest, I don't really love it. But I, I'm you pretty sure he LA? went four for four on the targets. Oh, okay. In the shooting one. Oh, man. So what are you going to make me eat? I'm not... I'll tell you when you're older. So I'll if, tell you when it's relevant. So when those two... If those two don't win, what does Jesse get? 
our undying love and affection. I mean, because we, because, because this is a what? We both want to run a marathon. I love that for me. What? I love that for me. Oh God, I don't know if I can do that one. Do you ever like? Have you ever run anywhere? I don't really run like that. Like, could you run to Scotiabank right now without stopping? I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I could do that. That's crazy. Like, it's probably only what four or five hundred meters. Like, it's not a kilometer. I mean, that I, maybe okay. that. I don't know. I don't feel like I have good like running endurance. I'm not like a good. Sometimes the short, stocky guys, man, like works for me. He's <laughs> a low center of gravity. <laughs> low center of gravity. <laughs> nothing breaks. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. If do you know what I want to do? By the way, what I want to run with Zdeno Chara. Like oh, I'm, really? I am manifesting that. Yeah, you should. Because he's a huge runner. Like, it's literally, I wanted to see him this weekend because I want to ask him. And I keep, I haven't found him yet, but I know he's here. I mean, he's not that hard to find. Well, look for the gigantic man walking around Toronto. I know. But I don't know if, like, you know, like, they say to do things that make you nervous. Like, that would make me so nervous that I kind of want to do it just to see what happens. Okay. But anyway. Okay, so yeah. So if so, that's if 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 you win or if I win, like how you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever works. There you go. I, who, all we know is when you win, I gotta host a show. Yeah, I can't. And we're wait changing the banner. I don't know who does this. Oh, we got. We're gonna. Is this Nick or is this, this all up? Producer this Drew, Nick, who's this doing that? Producer Drew. We're gonna find a way to make this work. Have we reached the point? Is there any other? Is there any other thing we want to bring up before we get to questions? Not, I don't want to talk about real stuff. Let's just talk about goofy shit. All right. So, I say, whatever you want. Who's down for goofy shit? All right. We're going to take questions from the audience. Uh, I don't we, want this to feel like work. Raise your well, hands. this was never feeling like work. But sometimes you're like asking serious question about serious subject. You I mean, know. we have to be sort of serious. I know, serious. I know, but. Uh, shout out, Maddie. Producer Maddie, who's uh, walking so around much. the mic. All right. Okay, what's your name? Ellie. Where are okay. you from? Thornhill. Yeah, Thornhill. Up in this house. I don't know where that is. North of Toronto. North, this, like, just north of Toronto. Oh, cool. You, you can get there on the subway. It's not too oh, far. Yeah. Um, so my question is, Julian, yesterday, like you said that you were um, doing karaoke yesterday. Yes. So for both of you, what is your go-to karaoke song? I have, like, one, like, song. It's more like whatever I'm feeling. There was a time I got really lit one night and I did Purple Rain. I did Raspberry Beret. I think that seemed... There was another night I did that, but, like, I don't have, like, one. It's just, like, what I'm feeling. The other, at that night, when the Elias Lindholm trade went down, which I realized we never really got to, but who cares, um, I was, like, writing on my phone the whole time, and then at one point I sang, like, Mr. Brightside with, like, someone else there. That's a good tune. What about, what about you? I am a terrible singer. Like, but the point is not to be, like, good. No, I know, but I'm self-conscious about it because I know I cannot hold a tune. You so, barely have a voice as it is. Well, it's, that's extenuating circumstances. But I don't even remember the last time I, I've done karaoke. Really? I was in a karaoke bar the night before Game 7 of the Bruins Blues Cup Final 2019. And there were, like, some NHL players in there doing karaoke. Not playing in the series. <laughs> I should be very clear. The night before Game 7 of the Cup Final, I Brad Marchand's just there, yeah, just no, belting no, no. out, don't stop believing. NHL adjacent, because they like new people in the series or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, what would I sing? I feel like it's a Taylor Swift song. 
Which one, though? Like, how do you choose? I mean, I thought Antihero was your joy. I wouldn't, but like, I realize what you're doing, but do you think I'd ever get into a bar and sing that song in yes. front of, like, people? No chance. I mean, if... if, if Nathan... And I know you're going to say, what happens if you have 10 of these beers? I still wouldn't do it. Like, I, I really would not do that. There's an alternate reality where instead of the, the Julie McKenzie show, I just send you to a karaoke bar and you sing. Uh, I'm telling... Like, that, that would be on, like, the top five things I would not want to do. Oh, man. Ooh. And we got to record it and put it out? <laughs> oh, yeah! You... Who wants to hear CJ sing? Because... The problem with that is the internet doesn't forget. Like, that will just exist forever. Maybe the internet doesn't forget. I just mean 20 years from now, someone might, like, Google me, and that might come up. That's, like, going to be the worst thing they bring up about you? Ah, fair. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Next question. All right, what's your name? JD. All right, ask your question. Where are you from, JD? I am from Belleville. Not yeah. from Coburg. Bell Vegas. Yeah, not from Coburg. I know where that Can is. You, do you know, do they still have a bar there called Little Texas? Yes, it just reopened up, actually. Because that used to be a hot spot when I was living in Coburg. Yeah, it just... Like, people it, would drive from Coburg just to go to Little Texas. It was that much of a hot spot. Yeah, apparently... I don't know why, but... Apparently it burned down. Oh. So I just moved back to Belleville. One of those suspicious ones. I yeah, do you know of Matt and Joe's? No. What okay. is it? That's now closed, but yeah, that was apparently RIP. A, a big club. Yeah. Thanks for indulging me. I didn't know if Little Texas still existed, so. It is. It's reopened, actually, just this year or last year. Anyways, um, from 100%er, I have to say, Julian, your sneaker game is on point. I love them, man. I love them. It's looking Thank good. Thank you. Thank you. Good, for, good to How go much for did those run. cost? Uh, oh, too much, yeah. There was a lot of money. I bought these off uh, StockX. Anyway, a question for you, Siege. Even though you're sick, is the run game, is the run streak still alive? And follow-up question, is Coburg Papa here today? I really failed because I didn't bring my dad here. It sucks. He, he was down in Florida with my sister and her family, and he flew back Wednesday, and I just, I didn't even tell him this was happening. Now, he follows absolutely everything. He doesn't know this is happening? Well, he might, he might but I didn't, we never communicated oh. about it. So unless he's hidden in the back and I haven't seen him, that's my fail. Because uh, he would absolutely 100% be here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, my run streak's still going. I, I got up this morning, went for a little jog, and I'm almost 1,400 days. Proud of you, man. That's amazing. I don't you, want to indulge to this. Pat, you're allowed to pat yourself on the back for this. You know this. what sounds weird? When I was at like 20 days, I thought it was a bigger deal than now, if that makes sense. Because at one point I was when like, I can't believe I ran 20 straight days. But now, I mean, it's like it's saying I brushed my teeth this morning. Like, it's not... Just casual flex. Thanks, bud. No, I'm just saying. But yeah, I'm sorry my dad's not here. Dad, and you're listening to this. He's a 100%er. He listens to some episodes twice. Because he's a retired guy, and, you know, he loves me, I guess. <laughs> You don't have to guess and you, about I'm that. Sure. Uh, yeah, but you, you don't have to guess him. that with you. He loves you to death. Yeah. Uh, do we have any other questions? Who else wants to? We do. I, I should we say, too, since you asked the Cobra Papa question, JD, was it? Every once in a while, I'll get, like, at a weird time, I'll get, like, a Twitter thing will pop up with, like, ten messages. I'm like, what is this? And it's my dad just goes and he likes every tweet yep. in bursts yeah. that I tweeted. I don't think he knows what he's doing, but I'm like, well, what's going on? Why is this he's, blowing up? He's the show's number one fan. Yeah, so. He's love very you, supportive that way. All right, we have another question over here. <laughs> I'm not <All> sure. Right. <laughs> uh, what's your name? Cheyenne. 
Cheyenne, how you guys doing? What's hey, up, Cheyenne. Man? How you doing? Um, question regarding the Olympics in 2030. Um, Frank Saravalli on Twitter reported that uh, the IHF announced that the hockey tournament would be in 2030 would be in Nice. That's the first time I read it anywhere. And I was just wondering if you know if that impacts the Salt Lake City bid, pushing it to 2034, and the whole rearranging the puzzle pieces from there. Before I do, though, Montréal, mon chum, Julian, love you, buddy. Woo, woo! You sure you don't want to say more? No, 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 même pas. <laughs> I love that. Um, yes, so Luke Tardif, who's the IIHF president, and he's, he's kind of a wild card. Like, he's, he's what you want when you're doing our job, because, like, you ask him, and he just might tell you, like, way more. I, I'd be like, hey, Luke, what's your social insurance number? And he might just say it. Like, he's, like, he, he, he and so he did blurt Go out. ask him that next time. Well, you know, it's something, but you know what I mean? Like, he's, he feels like he wants to overshare. And so he was asked a pretty generic question about um, the fact that the, we know the next games are going to this city, that city. And he goes, yeah, it's, it's not out there, but I'm French. And uh, it's going to France in 2030, and it's a city you're going to like in the south called Nice. Yes, nice. And, and so, yeah, he, I, I'm assuming he's right. I mean, he's a pretty senior person from that country. So he said Nice, France for 2030, and I think that leads uh, Salt Lake City for 2034. Uh, thanks for the question. Montréal ou bien? Uh, anyone else? Do you guys want to do one more? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, do we have time for... That's the, all the time we got? No. Over here. A couple more. Someone else. Uh, yeah, come on. Let's get a couple more, more right, in, man. Right. Like, come on. We got time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. We can keep going. You okay. miss every shot you don't take. Yes, sir. Okay, Let's we go. got Mateo here. Mateo, go away. CJ, what is Jeff Carter's middle name? Oh! <laughs> oh! I knew this was coming. For those that don't listen to our show regularly, this, <laughs> this somehow became a thing. I don't even know where it started, but it has definitely taken on a life of its own. Yeah. To the point where his wife on Twitter has like weighed in on it occasionally. Like she, yes, she like, has. She gets caught in like some weird stream. I can't say. Uh, I mean, uh, doesn't everyone know? Like this is this is. I'm not trying to be a smartass, but it's like if you if this. It, Builds and builds and builds, and it's like I'm like his middle name is James. Like yeah, but like, it's if, not you that say, if you say the name, it's not like all these people are gonna get up and leave and never listen to this show again. I know, but I feel like there's it's a letdown. You're like, oh, he just has a normal name as his middle name. My middle name's Edward. I I, I didn't. Know do you want to know the truth? The absolute 100 truth, because I'm not gonna lie up here. I don't know his middle name still. Ooh. I, I honestly do not know his middle name. But we will figure this out. We know enough people. Uh, we know enough people who would wonder, figure that like, out. Do you think he knows this is a thing on our pod? Like, has he heard? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, it's I mean, come up a lot. Three years of this stuff. But then again, I mean, if his wife is weighing in on Twitter, like he has to have some kind of idea. Maybe he'll be our first guest. Oh, the big I, reveal. I, I thought this podcast was averse to having guests. It kind of is. Not a, that, that's not a bad thing. Like, that's perfectly fine. Well, it's not a verse. It's just we can't compete with the heavy hitters, so why play in the same space? We are our own heavy hitters, CJ. Right. We don't have, like, staffs to, like, contact people and do that sort of stuff. Guest bookers and all that. Who needs them? Uh, who else? Who else wants all to right, ask a question? All right, we got Tyler over here. Hey, Tyler. What's up, hey. dog? Uh, question for Julian. Uh, okay. What is your favorite pair of shoes you own? Um... How many pairs of shoes do you own? 
Okay, how many pairs I'm of shoes? I'm adding on, like roughly. I, I don't expect you to like, count them. Like roughly about between 20, 25. Okay. Maybe a little bit more. Uh, I'm not like a big, like, not the biggest like shoe junkie, but I am starting to get into these. I've wanted these particular shoes for like a really long time. The Nike Air Max 90 Air ACGs, the Pollen Rises. Um, I bought these kind of high top like Syracuse Nike Dunks. I bought those, I think, like a couple months after I joined the Athletic. That was just like a good gift for myself. And every year on my birthday, I wear them. So it Aww. might be that. It might also be the, there's like a Air Max, um, these Air Max Dons that are made out of like recyclable material. Those are like some of the most like comfortable shoes I own. They're like these basic <laughs> black and white you ones. You just do it for the looks. No, but like it's it, they're they're amazing. Like I I like I don't know I, I haven't I didn't wear them this time, but like I would normally like go on a flight and like. How do you pack with that many shoes? Um, it's starting to get more difficult now. Like yeah. I, I packed these shoes and I packed another. Uh, like Nike do those Air work Max with any ones. other outfits you've brought to Toronto? Uh, I definitely. Packed it with this in mind. I don't, <laughs> there's a few other outfits I thought of, but basically the two pairs of shoes I brought were just like these cool Nikes I wanted to wear. They're like the two newest shoes I have. Right. So, uh, yeah, just I think it's the Nike Syracuse Dunks I have. It's sweet. I'm glad I didn't get that question. <laughs> uh, uh, I think we got time for like what, like one or two more? Okay. Until yeah. they drag us out of here. Yeah, buddy. literally. Yeah, what's your name? Uh, Ryan, this question, hey, Ryan. Is, this question is for Julian. Okay. Um, Julian, if you were in Siege's position on NHL on TSN panel with Dregs, you know, Bob McKenzie, James Duthie, and all of them, would you succeed in that position or would you shit your pants because it's a, only a job for uh, CJ and not for you? Do you think you would succeed if, in that if, position? If I'm in that role, I'm giving it 100% and I'm killing it. Yeah. I love that. I think in, I think in, I, I would think that if I was ever on that panel, I would be in James Duffy's chair, which I would love to be in. But if I, if I was manifest, blessed, I was, yeah. But if I was blessed to have like even like a sixteenth of Chris Johnston's talent, I'd be okay. So I know I do well in that role. And to borrow your verbiage, just so you know, I have shit my pants, not literally, many times. Like I remember the first time I was on Hockey Night in Canada, like I was the scariest day of my life. So. Scarier hockey night in Canada or NHL on TSN? Hockey night was scarier because I was younger. I came to TSN after that, and it's, so it's not about even like the platform as much as I, just the first time I remember like going in the studio and like there's Ron McLean because Ron's done that job. He's like Gary Bettman. He's done that. Yeah. He was doing that job when I was a kid, that and it's just weird. Time. It's just weird when you're like, oh my goodness, I work with you now. Um, I was scared. Yeah, scared. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good to scare yourself. I'll say that. All right, we got time for one more. All right, one more. What's your name? Taylor. Taylor. All hey, right, Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Um, kind of a boring work-related question, but... Love uh, it. Julian, you just put out the article with Drance on the Elisa and Home Trade. We did. Um, always great. Thank you. Um, and Vancouver Athletic Team has done something like that similarly before. How do you guys, and Chris, if you've done kind of collaborative articles that are like long form, yeah. how does that process go? And like, is it like, do you divide and conquer? Or is it like, yo, I'm at the club, can you do this first part? And then kind of see where it lands. So like, I think for, it really depends on the person you're working with. Like a couple months ago, actually when, we were, when I was last in Toronto, um, Nikita Zadorov, the trade request kind of got out. 
And CJ and I, we were actually walking to a bar, and uh, Sidorov's agent, Dan Milstein, got the phone with him. And all of a sudden, we're at this bar, and we're both just, like, writing up whatever for the newser. But at that point, I guess it was a little bit simpler because I just had to provide analysis. But she's asking long form. Like... But in terms of long form stuff, it's very, like, it really depends on who you're working with. I know for Drance, like, Drance is a, Thomas Drance is the Athletics Vancouver writer. This is a guy who loves writing. He'll write these massive 2,000 word stories. Like, we were talking about this yesterday and he was all like, I have like a whole vision in mind and he had like a whole lead written. He had all these different things he'd wanted to put in. And like, I, I got quotes from Lindholm. I got quotes from other players and stuff. I had other ideas in mind too. But I realized like with what he had and what I wanted to put together, like if we found a way to just kind of fuse them and it kind of, I think it reads really well. Um, we we kind of did it where it was just more of like a, like a read as opposed to just having quotes sprayed through everywhere, which is a little different from what I'm used to. But... It was, it, was, it was an experience. Like, Drance is very much, like, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, he's, he cares for his pieces. He loves those pieces. And I'm, I'm a team player, so I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to kind of work with what he's got. But there's been other times where I've worked with other people and, like, I'll open up, like, a WordPress file. I'll put my stuff in. I'll let someone else put their stuff in. I just try to be easy. Like, wherever... Wherever I'm needed, wherever you need me to fill in gaps, like, I'll, I'll do it. Like, I, I mean, there's been times I'll take the lead, and I have a vision in mind, too, but I work with a lot of great people at The Athletic, and I don't want to get in people's way, so a lot of times I'm just, like, I have my idea, and, like, I'll put it in, but, like, I'm not trying to stifle anyone else's idea, if that makes sense. It's weird. It is. It is a weird thing to do. Because, like, you have a voice, right? Like, the way I would describe something, you would describe it would be different. Absolutely. And everybody in the room. Yeah. We could all witness the same thing, and I said, hey, type a paragraph on what just happened. They would all be different. Exactly. It's what makes us kind of unique. And it's, so it, it can be hard. I don't mean in a bad way. Like, it's not like I don't like working with someone else. But you're almost, like, it's a little, you get a little nervous. Like, it's kind of like a date, right? Like, you send the first copy their way, <laughs> and then they, you know, they massage parts or maybe take something out. Like, Professionally, I've never, honestly, until I came to The Athletic, I've never really done it. And now it's very common there. And I, it, anyway, it's it. weird. It's like going on a date with another writer. <laughs> it, well, if we ever get to work on another one of those uh, pieces together. See, it would be easy with you. Because we, we know each other. We talk twice a week. We talk enough. Minimum. And we have an idea of like, how our processes go. But like, I know, and I take Drance. I actually haven't co-authored a story with him. Like, I know the guy. I've met him. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't, I mean, I haven't talked to him in a couple months. Like, like it would be just, it's just, yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. But, but the good thing is that, like, everyone at The Athletic, for the most part, is, like, pretty nice and really open to collaboration. <laughs> Tell us about who isn't nice. Oof. I heard that you opened the door there a little bit. Ooh, you, you, no, for no, the no, most no, no, part, no, no, everybody's no, 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 nice. No. Everyone, I mean, I don't know everyone at The Athletic, so that's why I said most. Right. But, like... Everyone I know at The Athletic is really great to work with, and they're really open to collaborations and stuff. So, Well, tell us who you don't like at the SDPN, then. And that's going to do it for today's uh, <laughs> podcast recording. Seriously, guys, thank you guys all so much for coming to the rec room. Thank you to the rec room. Thank you. Uh, just thank you, everybody, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Can we do, like, a selfie thing?